We live inside a dream. me eric sing it sing it it so the stars can hear you eric oh man is there i I mean hopefully by the time this comes out uh (laughs) the world will have forgotten about that uh just absolutely horrible viral video (laughs) i knew what it was and i like watched i watched it all the way through with no sound oh that's like understanding what it is yeah uh through context and i was like man this is bad yeah a mere like hour or so ago while i was eating dinner i was like i gotta hear what's going on i pictured i actually thought that like they they would have at least like done some sort of like production magic and like put like back music in the background it's like a karaoke track and like yeah it just sounds really bad like everyone's singing in a different key oh yeah dude it's um it's there's a lot of layers to that video i wish i wish we could just do a whole episode on that video but you know there's just too much content we got to pump out but i will say that it was uh it was the highlight of my day and i and honestly i refuse to let people forget about it so this time (laughs) next week the internet will still remember because i will be constantly just pumping everyone's uh feeds full of full of that video over and over again if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, Gal Gadot prompted a bunch of uh, humble celebrities to get together <laughs> and do what celebrities do best, sing songs uh, one line at a time uh, to something like John Legend or Michael Jackson or, in this case, John Lennon. Um, and yeah. the result is... Mwah. It's just... It's, it's the closest thing I think we've come to a cure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely feel uh, immune to coronavirus after, <laughs> after watching that. I, you, the other like element of it is like this. It's like this video is a. It like all of these people assume that like oh like we're like your like saving we're like your saviors here to like <laughs> sing you a lullaby and make everything better. Like yeah, the audacity on that level, and then also uh, they're all in there like fucking like mansions and stuff yeah and like strolling about their like properties Mm -hmm. (laughs) their massive properties where they can get out they have of course a whole staff of like a team of servants that they can just hang out with and talk to that they've already infected themselves so it's like uh it's like kind of the best case situation they get to live us however eric why don't you give the listeners at home a quick update with how you're doing with the uh with the quarantine you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to grow a beard for the first time, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm, uh, I think I'm eight days in. Looks like shit. It looks so bad. Awesome. We'll, uh, we're gonna need know, pics got, for the gram. We're gonna need pics we'll, for the. I guess the Twitter. The Twitter. Dude, I went to the bank today and I was like, fucking. It was like humiliating. I was like trying to see if I had like a turtleneck or something that could somehow like cover <laughs> some of it. Cause here's the thing. It like looks bad right now, but this is the only situation I'll be in where I can like finally just let it grow and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I think like two weeks from now I might have something going, but right now, man, it's, uh, yeah, it looks like shit. It's, you- it's like 17 year old level, like, uh, neck beard kind of a thing it's yeah. bad just uh, puby and sort of just <laughs> yeah. weird patches are coming in but not everywhere yeah i feel what you pal what do you got going on over there jeremy are, are you holding up all right you know we're holding up okay i'm actually you know fortunately in the position where i get to text other people and ask them if they're doing okay you know i've been checking in on on people around town some of my friends who i know uh live alone who might be either immune compromised or in a situation where they cannot get out or are too afraid to get out. So uh, no one has taken me up on it yet, but it's, you know, it's only day four of the quarantine. You know, 
me and Jackie, Jackie's my girlfriend, we were talking about how this is kind of fucking huge. Like, we're going to be talking about this for the rest of our lives. Oh, this is crazy. <laughs> this is yeah. bigger than... Uh, th- this is, like, crazier than 9-11, I think. Because <laughs> it's, like... It's it's more global, and it's... Uh, I don't know if there's been, like, more deaths at this point, but there's certainly going to be. Mm. And uh, nobody knows what the fuck to do. Yeah. It's, like... It's really fucking crazy. And no one knows, like, when it's going to end uh how it's gonna end it's really it's really wild it's like what it's the weirdest you know i went uh i've been trying to at least like get outside of the apartment after work every day and like go for a little run Mm -hmm. and it's crazy you like walk around (laughs) and there's i mean i live in like a busy neighborhood in chicago and there's like no one around and when you do encounter someone they will like see you coming and then either you will cross the street or they will cross the street. So you like, don't come anywhere near that. It's fucking, it's nuts. It's like, it's weird. Cause like as an introvert, I'm like, okay, I don't mind this, but, uh, now it's getting weird. It's like after a few days of that, I'm like, God damn. Yeah. It's, I, uh, I think I'm more worried like about, about just being able to get the stuff that I need because yeah. I've been to grocery stores and stuff in the past week and it's pretty bleak. It's pretty it's pretty depressing. Yeah, well, you know, you just got to, I guess, you got to do your... I mean, you live in a tough neighborhood. I'm not a tough neighborhood, but like Chicago, right? So you got to like... Yeah. Do you even have room to hoard groceries in your apartment? <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm sitting on a pile of Campbell's soup right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we live in a house, but there's four of us here, and we barely. I mean, we're running out of room fast. Like we, we, but we've stocked up, you know. So we got enough provisions. It's just, you know, it's it's just a little cramped in here. But I am grateful because although I was dreading kind of sharing this experience with another couple, who you know, in in normal life, we actually are pretty staggered. We're like, I'll be working from home while they're at work, and then we kind of tag off. We're like, they come home as I'm leaving. So like, mm. you know, we're usually out of each other's way, and it's been we, we we've been able to kind of keep the peace that way. But now now everyone's up in each other's business. But I have to say, it's it's a lot nicer than some of my friends who are in complete isolation right now, like you, Eric. Uh, yeah. alone uh <laughs> i'm like i'm like nuts. i don't think i would like that at all especially like my friend max he's he's in a very small uh, not even studio apartment i call it a bachelor you know about ba- you know those bachelors that don't even have like uh. a fucking refrigerator <laughs> oh god yeah yeah god damn yeah, I'm I'm doing all right though. I'm doing all right. You know, uh, if any listeners out there are, uh, I think I, I said this uh, previously, but you know, if you're if you're, uh, feel free to reach out. Shoot, shoot us a DM on Twitter or something. If you're like, I don't know, feeling like lonely or like worried or whatever, it's it's all good because I think we're all sort of like in the same boat where this is like really weird. Uh, actually, just was DMing with a very nice listener uh, today, Jeremy. Very, yeah. very nice uh, person, and uh, you know, it's good. It's good to uh, to like have you know people to contact and stuff. But anyway, if you're listening to this like six years in the future, uh, we are talking about coronavirus. <laughs> yes, and, and um, by the way, our podcast is called Stan and Dave Need Wedding Dates. So if you're listening to it in yeah. the future, it's definitely called something else by then. <laughs> <laughs> probably, yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. Although, who knows how long it'll take us to fi- to finish these Twin Peaks episodes? For sure. Um, so yeah, so we this is a Stanley Kubrick, David Lynch podcast. Right now, we're doing season two of Twin Peaks, so we're kind of breaking it up uh, by three episodes per episode of our podcast. Today, we'll be talking about uh, what I'm gonna what I'm gonna call uh just the the best trio of episodes in the history of the show. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, first, seventeen. Before we get into that, though, um, I I do want to quickly uh run through a couple of things. One is uh if you're subscribed to our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Eric and Jeremy, that means you're getting a lot of our bonus materials and stuff. Um, uh, for for a su- subscription fee, Eric, I I'm pretty sure uh we can give April. To people, what do you what do you say? 
We yeah. said we, we tear yeah. that paywall down for the month of April. We're d- Fuck yeah, dude! And We're tearing yeah. down the paywall. You should be um, donating if you're if you're uh, if you're in the position where you could give to our Patreon. Then we'd much rather you donate to any one of the charitable <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. charities around um, around your area. Uh, for example, the theater that me and I I work for, Eric used to kind of work for. Uh, they just laid off every single employee they have. So I just donated as much as I could to a charity that is helping with relief to all those people. <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, there's all sorts of shit. I saw a good one. I think I retweeted it. That was like, um, you know, one of the many things you don't think about is like movie theaters are fucked right now, and that's kind of like irrelevant. Uh, charity for um, I forget what it was for like a specific movie theater in New York that was like fundraising for their staff yeah who are like currently not working but that's something to think about there's literally if there was ever a time to like donate to charity now's now's the time to do it because yes. uh, yeah so yes I will figure out the uh, whatever magical button I have to push on patreon to make April free <laughs> for everyone mm-hmm. yep uh, and then I'll Turn it back on. Yes, and then we surely won't forget to turn it back on. (laughs) (laughs) And thus our Patreon becomes free for the rest of our lives. Uh, Great. Well, um, and I guess, yeah, that's all I had business-wise. Yes. So, yeah, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. We do, we're, we're watching Tales from the Crypt episodes over there. We... Have been talking about '90s comedy films. We've been talking uh, Lila you know, Land, Lila Land, which is my our. Uh, I, I basically in the in those segments I bring uh, Hollywood conspiracy theories to Jeremy, and we talk about them. Uh, we're gonna record one of those right after this. Uh, it's gonna be very interesting. Uh, so yeah. Uh, anyway, d- on to Twin Peaks and Jeremy. I got to ask before we, I think I know like <laughs> what your overall opinion is going to be <laughs> yeah. these episodes, but like we had like, I think both of us were like pretty jacked on the previous three episodes, right? We find yeah. out Leland's the killer. Mm-hmm. We kind of like have the whole journey of Cooper and Truman figuring it out and then Leland dies now and then we and then we cut immediately to like blues music and James <laughs> leaving Twin Peaks on a motorcycle. How are you feeling like about these three the, about the turn that the show has taken? Uh, I'll say a, a couple things. One is I didn't realize the episode prior to the the one we're going to cover first is called Arbitrary Law, which seems like such yeah. a which seems like such a, a dud title for how <laughs> epic that episode is. The episode's called Arbitrary Law, and it's like literally everything wraps up in that episode. Leland gets killed. Bob is released. There's like literally... It it feels like the end of a season in that episode, but it's just called Arbitrary Law. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It should be called something like The End or The Beginning or, or, you know, Everything is Fucked or something. But the second thing I'll say is, um, yeah, things get bad in Twin Peaks like lightning fast. I think it took 15 minutes of this of this first episode. We get we get through about 15 minutes of it before it's like completely in another um it's just a different show altogether. I guess is that a nice way of putting it. I mean, is David Duchovny in this first episode? Does he uh, Does he show up in this one or the next one? I, uh, hmm. uh, I think I, it's the next one. I think I, it's the next one. Either way, get ready for uh, a lot of celebrity cameos. Get ready for a lot more Dick Tremaine than you ever wanted in your life. Uh, get ready for uh-huh. um, uh, Nadine actually going to high school. I mean, <laughs> it's uh, it's just such a shocking whip it's like a whiplash a little whiplash because you're like you're like this show is awesome and it's moving along and it's going in a direction and i love where this is going and then you're suddenly whiplashed into oh my gosh what what is this show what is the tone of this show what are they doing to me what are they doing to their precious characters jacoby's in this where where did jacoby come from i thought he we were done with jacoby Anyways, uh, Eric, what is your take on this whole second half of season two? 
So here's the thing: is like my uh, the first time I watched this series, I didn't know what to expect uh, at all. So I was kind of like bummed. Out. I was like, this sort of stretch of season two is like a little disappointing to say the least. No, like going in knowing what to expect, um, and kind of like being nostalgic for for watching some of this stuff mm-hmm. uh, previously. I actually really enjoyed myself during these three episodes. Oh. There's like even like some of the Nadine shit. I was like, this is so fucking weird that yeah. like I I sort of like if you're prepared for it, I think there's there's kind of like a little bit of a, a charm to it. It is it does like completely shift tone to a point where like it's it's definitely not the show that we've come to uh, expect when, when we when we put on an episode, but it's uh, yeah. I, I was actually I was enjoying it. I'm actually I'm looking forward to like watching the rest of season two. I forgot that we kind of like there's like all these different like weird dumb little storylines and like weird characters like the like like the mayor's like brother and shit. <laughs> and that, like, teenage, oh yeah, like, the wedding. Bright. It's weird. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's very but, strange. And I will say too, it was really hard for me to get through these three. I watched them all in a row. So I think I'm going to try to stagger them a little bit just to give me a, a little breathing room in between yeah. each episode because I watched them all three in a row. And by that third one, I was, I was like, am I going to finish this? Like, am I actually going to like finish this whole episode? Like I, I was getting like itchy like itchy needed to get up and like walk around and stuff. Cause it was, it was, it's just, it's, it's like boring. It's like boring is kind of the feeling, but also frustrating. You're like frustratingly bored a little bit. And Cooper, God bless him. Probably one of the best characters of all time created for any show has goddamn nothing to do now. Yeah. He's not wearing a suit anymore. He's like not, it's it's not the same character almost. <laughs> yeah. Until yeah. until basically the the last episode we'll talk about. He's I like, mean, Bobby's trying to kiss anything. Audrey. Like what what the hell's going yeah. on? I mean, we, we got to get into wild. it. We got to get into it. Yeah, okay. So, uh dispute between brothers. Uh let's see here. We're at a wake, right? We're at sort of like a potluck wake kind of thing. Uh Cooper Tells Sarah that Leland fell prey to dark forces, that he did not commit the crimes. Sarah remembers her vision of Bob. Cooper says the Le- Leland drugs Sarah to keep his secret uh, secrecy and tells Sarah about Leland's death. Um, this is how do you feel about this moment? It's a it feels a little irresponsible <laughs> to me for Cooper to be convincing his wife that like he did not commit the crimes, like. Because in a way, Leland did didn't, but he also very much did commit those crimes. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's 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 really bizarre. This whole scene is like really weird. It's like it feels so unearned. Like the because it's I I mean I guess maybe it is earned. Like at some some point, like it's nice to get like the whole town together in one situation. But yeah, the way it's done is like there's just like really like boring like organ music in the background for forever and i don't know it just seemed like they were just trying to like ram every single character into this uh i guess one scene that goes on forever Mm -hmm. um hank is fixing a big fat plate for himself and also sarah uh donna tells big ed that james thinks the town's devastation is his fault uh ed tells her james will return uh, Jacoby greets the police officers, uh, and Cooper says he might take a few weeks vacation. Uh, Nadine asks Ed if people can see her underwear in the reflection <laughs> from her shoes, and Sarah talks about Donna and Laura's childhood pledge to be best friends forever. Harry and Ed break up a fight between Dwayne and Dougie. So, all right, what? <laughs> Anything <laughs> on any of these events? No. Uh, wait, what did you just ask? I mean, any, like, any, any, care to comment on it? Oh, uh, Hank was wearing a fun bolo tie at the wake. I like that. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, he also was, uh, really getting into that Waldorf salad. I don't know why I was really focusing in on Hank at this, this place, at this, uh, wake, because it didn't make sense why he was there. (laughs) I was like, no. Does Hank know Leland? Like, get the hell out of here, Hank, you freeloading bastard. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um. So I guess uh, it's like worth mentioning because like even I was confused about the like about this having seen the show before. Uh, Dwayne Milford is the mayor of Twin Peaks. Mm -hmm. Dougie Milford is, I guess, his his brother. Mm -hmm. Um, And who is the one getting married? Dwayne? That's that's Dougie. That's Dougie. Okay, because Dwayne, who is the quote-unquote mayor, seems like he has um, dementia. Yeah. So that was a very strange thing for him to be the mayor then. I fully expected Dougie to be the mayor, because he has his wits about him more, but um, well, something happens to Dougie later. We'll we'll talk about it. But yeah, that, I thought I thought this plot line. It's weird to be suddenly introduced to like characters that are so maybe should be important. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> especially in this show when there's already like thirty characters, you right? Have to keep tabs on. Yeah. Uh, Pete explains to Cooper about the feud between the two brothers, and Dougie is engaged to a beautiful teenage girl. Uh, weird. Ed and Jacoby asked the high school assistant principal to let Nadine attend class. Yeah. This continues real, to uh, be like a real 80s, co- like... Billy Madison yes, situation. Yeah, a real, like, comedy, like an 80s comedy, you know? Like, just yeah. one of the guys, you know? Gotta dress up like a guy in order to get on the football team so I can win the love of my life. <laughs> uh, Cooper packs his bags and Audrey asks where he's going. He confesses he hurt someone who was a witness to a federal crime and that he and his partner, Wyndham Earl, let her die and Wyndham lost his mind. Uh, Audrey warns him that one day she will grow up and then he will have to watch out. Uh, <laughs> basically saying, I'll, I'm going to be you know, like 18 soon or something. Yeah, and then you'll have to fuck me, Agent <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> uh, Bobby tries on one of Leo's suits and he gets ready to meet with Benjamin Horn. Uh, Shelly asks for Bobby to take her out uh, of the house and he reassures her that if he gets the job, he'll take good care of her. I'm ca- I can't remember like what Bobby's like, I know he's going to go and ask for a job. I guess he, I'm wondering like what he's expecting to do. Right. (laughs) I don't know. He has no discernible skills that I can place whatsoever. He's also using like Leo's, he's like, has this mirror propped up on Leo's chest and he's like wearing one of Leo's suits in front of him. Like this continues to be the most terrifying part of the whole show is them just having this living brain dead, adult man that they're babysitting it's so strange <laughs> it's wild uh catherine meets harry in his office and says she believes uh an angel saved her mm-hmm. um yeah we, is she lying here is she lying well she's she is lying yeah okay okay because we know that she was involved in the fire and ran off and then pretended to be an asian man for a while right which was uh, very funny we all liked that yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dick Tremaine visits Lucy, wanting uh, someone more important than himself to take care f- uh, to care for and looks forward to fatherhood. Uh, Andy said they shall be friends. Lucy tries to kiss him. I believe this is when she is like on a ladder as a pregnant woman, uh, changing a fluorescent light bulb. <laughs> oh, yeah. Around these like two men who are, you know, uh, I guess... I guess what I'm trying to say is she's in like a very hazardous situation yeah. around these two And there's men two capable people who are not helping her out at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cooper bids Harry a farewell and Harry gives him a special lure and a bookhouse boys badge. Right. Uh, Which should have been the end of the entire show right there. <laughs> sure. Uh, special agent uh, Roger Hay- Hardy shows up at the station uh, Hardy tells Cooper that he is suspended from the FBI. And yeah, I thought this was strange. Like, so was the, were we supposed to believe that Cooper wasn't supposed to be there? Because like one of the things he gets in trouble for was like crossing jurisdiction lines. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think we were like supposed to know that that Cooper was breaking a rule there. Um, I think yeah. this is just them trying to like figure out what to 
do. <laughs> like, I, I, I know, yeah. Really trying to figure out what the hell to do right now. It, it reeks of that. But I, I guess I was just wondering if, though, if I had missed something or if they were just introducing no. new things. Yeah. No. And also, I will say I love Kyle McLaughlin in like pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. This like reaction from Cooper is very odd because he's like very like mellow about it. Uh, I don't know. Like this job is like his life, it seems, and he's like finds out he's going to get suspended, and he's like. I don't know. There's not. He didn't have much of a reaction to it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Roger explains that he is uh, in internal affairs and that there are allegations against Cooper's behavior behavior in Canada and his methods. Uh, Bobby waits outside Ben's office. Audrey taunts him. Uh, Bobby goes in the office. Two of the bodyguards drag him out. <laughs> uh, Audrey uh, says he's his friend or something and. Uh, yeah, I guess like a little, uh, a little like whatever you want to call it uh, happens between Bobby and Audrey. Get a yeah, little, uh, get a little sexy there. Yeah, is this where she says she likes to lick? I don't know. I think that might be like actually later. But okay. I am. Some of these scenes are blurring together. I'm not <laughs> quite sure which one happened in which episode. But there's a scene where he's like swinging around a basket. I think that's this yeah. scene. Yeah. Uh, Roger interrogates Cooper about the arrest of Jacques Renault, uh, mm. then about the rescue of Audrey. King reveals that he had been uh, setting up a sting operation for months and that cocaine is missing. Mm. Uh, Roger says that the DEA has been brought in to investigate and that Cooper has 24 hours to assemble a defense. Uh, Roger has... That doesn't seem real by the way you have 24 24 hours hours to to assemble a defense sir yeah to get your story straight i wonder if there's something to if there's something to that though i don't know maybe not uh roger has cooper surrender his gun and badge and uh they ask harry for his cooperation however he refuses stating cooper is the finest lawman he has ever known Mm. Mm. just kind of sweet very sweet yeah uh, Nadine tries out for cheerleading, throws a male cheerleader into the air. Yeah, this was a scene where I had to drag Jackie into the room to show her what was going on. <laughs> she reminds me of, uh, you ever watch Strangers with Candy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she reminds me of Jerry. Strange- <laughs> Jerry, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and yeah. there's also like, there's the added weirdness that she has an eye patch also. Like, it's not weird enough that. Like the optics of it, no pun intended, are very strange because it's like not only is an older woman like pretending to be a cheerleader, throwing a guy into the air, but she also is wearing an eye patch. So if anyone doesn't know what this show is, they're like, what is this pirate lady doing in this school? You know what I mean? It's like so nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think I saw like, there's something about the Nadine storyline where I think I saw like part of a Nadine scene when I was a kid, like flipping channels and it just kind of always like stuck in my mind as something mm. like weird that I saw one time Yes, when my brain was forming. And I, th- uh-huh. I think that's, there's something like going on there where like, I have this sort of like weird reflex, reflex, like mental. Yeah. How weird would weird, that have been if you were like a baby watching this show on accident <laughs> somehow? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Shelly brushes Leo's teeth and Bobby says that the meeting with Horn went well. Shelly asks to put Leo in a nursing home. Leo, uh, moves. Uh, Norma reads a bad review from the double R. It turns out to be her mother is the critic. Uh, she says the diner's not good. (laughs) Norma asks her to leave. Boo. (laughs) Who? I don't, we don't care about the mom. I love how on Twitter, by the way, uh, Eric put, put the mom of Norma's mom on blast on Twitter today. Oh, yeah. Get her we out got of some there. surprising responses. Uh, I put out on Twitter, who is your least favorite uh, character in the original run of Twin Peaks? And we got like, we got one Harold, we got like three Jameses. Yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of Jameses. Jameses, that was, no like, one likes consensus. James. But also someone yeah. put Harry, I think. Ah, uh, that's, okay. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, that one I col- I had a hard, hard disagree. Harry's yeah. my boy. James, he can go suck on a toe, but Harry, <laughs> he's my boy. Uh, Norma, uh, okay, we already did that. Hank and Ernie are at One-Eyed Jacks. Ernie says he will not steal his wife's money. 
Jean interrupts, explains he needs 125 <laughs> grand immediately. <laughs> that sentence is funny. He interrupts Rebreaks. and explains, I need $125,000 immediately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Ernie brags that he is a hardwired into the drug industry, and King enters with a briefcase full of cocaine. Ernie says he will take care of it, but is reluctant to gamble. King takes a package of the cocaine to plant in Cooper's car. Which, by the way, um, King, this character, King, mm. uh, did you recognize this actor at all, Eric? Um, let me take one last peek here and see. Uh, I feel like I should. Well, I you might recognize him, seeing as how we covered a little Tales from the Crypt episode called Three's Holy a Company. Shit. Oh, that's Not the that guy. Not that long ago. Yeah, that's the fucking okay. murderer guy. There we go. Yeah, so uh, not the, I don't think this is the first... Um, this d- definitely not the first crossover between Twin Peaks and, and Tales from the Crypt, but and it probably won't be the last. We already have had, uh, what's his name? The guy, the special Miguel agent. Miguel Ferrer. Yeah, Miguel Ferrer. And now we have uh, whatever the actor is who played King. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah, that, uh, that guy. <laughs> uh, Harry sees a shadow creeping outside his window. Josie falls into the door when he opens it. She is dirty and sobby. Cooper uh, talks with Major Briggs about the mortality of his actions, or the morality of his actions, and the presence of Bob. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one, you know, silver lining here. I fucking love the Briggs stuff so yeah. much. Briggs it's, is cool. It's really good. It's really, really good. Yeah, uh, he's like a lifeline to the other dimension, which is nice. Yeah. Nice to have that character. And you always kind of forget he's there until right. his scenes come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Briggs asks if Cooper has heard of the White Lodge. Cooper uh, pisses in the woods, <laughs> uh, and an owl hoots and stares stares down at him. A bright light flashes. Briggs disappears. Yes, yeah. It's very, that. very, uh, very cool. We're, we learn. Well, is this the first time we've heard of the White Lodge or the or the Black Lodge? I'm trying to remember if this is the episode or if the next one is the episode where yeah. cuz I know so I I know it. that the Black Lodge and the White Lodge are important and I I kind of feel like they didn't come up until now and so it's not like these episodes are completely devoid of useful or cool ideas or cool information no, um, and I want to make that clear all. it's it's more like the the minutia of the execution of the, each scene that is really bothersome, yes. but like, but like this white lodge, black lodge stuff ends up becoming a huge part of the return. No. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I just checked. We'll, we talk about it more in in the next episode. Is when. Yeah. Hawk explains it. So we'll, we'll right. Hawk explains it then. Yeah. But this is this is sort of our introduction to it. Like we haven't really been talking about the lodge before. Yeah, I think we've heard about the black lodge Ooh. for sure, but. The black we lodge. uh the white lodge is, is you know we're, it's it's new to us yeah uh, okay so twin peaks episode 18 masked ball don't know why it's called that no why is it me, called that i don't what know <laughs> i think i feel like a scene was omitted from the final cut of this episode <laughs> it was where they had a masked ball <laughs> yeah uh let's see here yes james speeds down the road in his motorcycle what do you think of this like blues music that only plays when james and nadine are on screen yes i don't know what i think of the music i i guess i think it's charming i do like i do like the music in all of its forms but i also think that uh all this james stuff we're about to get into is very lost highway Pay, uh, pay attention yeah. to these scenes. A lot of it we're gonna see again in Lost Highway, like the similar themes: young, younger guy, older woman, uh, very poor greaser guy, older, uh, nice, you know, like a well, well-to-do woman. Um, a lot of that same kind of a music too, that Aunt Angelo Badalamente stuff, like, mm. it, and a lot of car stuff. A lot of scenes in a in a garage working on a car. Is all this ringing yes. a bell, Eric? All this Lost Highway stuff? A little bit. You yeah. know, Lost Highway I haven't seen in a long time. Right. We'll get to, and we'll, and we'll get to that. That'll be uh, that'll be oh, in, yeah. a, in a few episodes, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
Betty Briggs uh, explains to Cooper and Harry that Garland disappeared before, but the absence is, the absences were work related. Uh, she says the fact that they were in the woods is significant. Uh, he talks about the woods constantly. Apparently, uh, she will not divulge whether Garland was trying to contact a woodland spirit, but offers a pass along offers to pass along some notes from his bedside table. Uh, Andy reports that he found a matching scarf and ascot for the Milford wedding. <laughs> Great. Okay. Uh, cool. Great. Gordon Cole calls Cooper to offer his support. Always a welcome phone call for me. Always welcome. Oh, yeah. He says he's sending down a top dog. Uh, we get to, I can't remember exactly. Uh, there was one specific line that I laughed very hard at. <laughs> right. But uh, Well, because I think at one point Cooper goes, who are you bringing? And he goes... Agent Cole. He's like, no, who are you bringing? Not who are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Cooper sits before a panel of men <laughs> led by Roger. Oh, uh, man. I hate being in front of a panel of men. Yeah, uh, no thanks. Cooper says he is innocent of any criminal wrongdoing and confident that he made the right choices. Roger says that he expects a bureau man to defend himself. Cooper says he is looking for moves from uh, beyond the edge of the game board and talks spiritually. Roger warns him that he might be extradited for drug trafficking and murder. Roger says he may recommend a full psychological workup. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Nadine approaches Donna, basically asks if uh, you know if she's still seeing Mike or something, and. Uh, Donna, I kind of like. I, I actually really like Donna in this scene. She's like mm. very like. Well, like what about Ed, how are you gonna, you know, date Mike if you're dating Ed? Right, right. And uh, I don't know. It's funny. Donna's kind of just like playing along with it. It's, right. it's kind of well because in the, I think um, in the, in the last episode, Nadine or Mike tells Donna like she she fucking threw me into a fuck. She fucking threw me across a field. And I think she <laughs> wants to bang me. You know, he's like, he's like freaking out. Cause he can't <laughs> get, he can't get Mrs. Hurley off his back. <laughs> uh, James pulls in next to a sports car at a roadhouse, meets this woman, Evelyn Marsh. Uh, she asks him to go fix her car. Uh, Andy leaves a bouquet for Lucy, but which by the way, James like going in there, you mind if I play the box first? Jeez. Mind if I just play the box and then we just <laughs> yeah. like watch him like look down like longingly while that song plays? <laughs> Very dumb. Uh, Andy leaves a bouquet for Lucy. Uh, Dick visits with a little boy. Andy offers to go with them for a milkshake. Uh, I could do without all this stuff. Oh, uh, man, it's awful. Yeah, it's real weird, especially when Dick and the little boy start dressing alike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cooper asks Harry and Hawk about the White Lodge. Okay, here we go. Hawk says that there are other worlds uh, and that the White Lodge is where the spirits that rule man and nature reside. Uh, he says the Black Lodge is its is its shadow side where people go to be purified when they die and that it will annihilate a person's soul. Mm. Uh, so th- you can think of it as like maybe like a purgatory type situation. Right, perhaps. right. Uh, and I love. I just love that you know it's like a, it's like a regional kind of thing because like a lodge is just so. It's so like uh, northeast. I'm sorry, north, oh, yeah. northwest. You know, yeah. It's so like ma- like cabins, lodges. They're all like mountainous climate type of mm-hmm. residence. So, I just love that like their little religion or whatever it is that's going on is specific to that area. You know. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Denise Bryson arrives, uh, asked to be called by her new name instead of her assigned uh, name. Denise asks to catch up with Cooper, so she'll get started immediately. Yes. Uh, what do you like think of? <laughs> uh, remember, this is 1991, I guess. Yeah. But like, what do you think of all that? Because it's first of all, my my first question was yeah. this, do, and I guess I could have looked this up. X Files has not aired yet right Mm, that's a good question i think x files airs a little bit later x files is almost like a yeah 93 yeah so So. the world has yet to discover david duchovny so it's not quite as shocking as like what this scene is 
to us now that we know who David Duchovny is. But basically, it's David Duchovny. He's supposed to be Dennis Bryson, but shows up completely in drag and is calling himself Denise Bryson and explaining Mm -hmm. that he is now a female. And all of the jokes... from here on out are all very like uh oh yikes it's a girl but it's really a guy um i don't feel like it's um like they they, there's anything too regressive or harmful in here that is out of the ordinary i think for people who are trans or you know i are gender fluid or identify in various ways i think that they'll watch this and just go oh yeah no that's just kind of how the 90s was <laughs> yeah you know i don't i don't think it's like especially regressive but it is like it is a crazy choice where a lot of the jokes are coming from like harry saying stuff like uh when they go to the hotel the great northern they're like uh oh yeah you know i'll, I'll uh i gotta get a night's rest of the great northern i can't wait to meet them and then he'll be like yeah and i bet that i can't wait to meet you <laughs> yeah a lot of those yeah. kind of jokes. So, yeah, I I just... Eric, how do you feel about all this? About all this Denise business? I mean, it's a little, like... It's a little cringy. It's a little cringy, <laughs> like, the way it's sort of, like, uh, portrayed. It's particularly, like... I think Hawk, like, refuses to shake her hand or something. Yes, and, yes. Um, but also, I don't know. It is, like... I mean, I guess in the, like, in 1991, in this, like, specific small town in this part of the world i guess like people probably would have you know that kind of a reaction um i also think there is sort of like an element to it where uh i think i think it's like super cool that like they they at least had like a character like this in the right. show and and, and i love that I, um how decubney plays this character in a way, uh, oh, yeah. nothing affects Denise. So any of the regressive jokes or the not shaking of the hand or like there's a lot of gay panicky jokes later with Ernie where he's like, hey, I don't know, I'm not going to touch a man, you know. Uh, uh, Denise is all, laughs at them off at every at every point. So I feel like there's a there's definitely a sense of humor to Denise that I appreciate in this kind of character that like... It, they're actually portrayed pretty cool. If I'm being honest, like Denise is a cool customer. So, um, I at least appreciate that where like the character isn't like that character from Leprechaun in the hood. Who's like (laughs) one big walking sex joke, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's pretty strange. I was looking forward to like watching Duchovny in the show again, Mm -hmm. because I really like this character a lot. Yeah. Um, Same. He's great. Um, Mike. Uh, so basically, Nadine gets asked to join the wrestling team. Uh, Josie sleeps in Harry's bed. Uh, he tells her she must tell him the truth. She says she used to work with Thomas Eckhart. Uh, she says she was a child prostitute and that he pulled her off the streets. Uh, Andrew Packard was a business partner who married Josie. Eckhart wants Josie back. She believes he is responsible for Andrew's death. Uh, Josie escapes from the airport. Escapes from the airport. She says she would rather die than return to Hong Kong. Have we met Thomas Eckhart yet? I think so. Mm. I'm trying to remember when. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Thomas Eckhart. Yeah, appearances, Twin Peaks Season 2, Episode 11. Okay, so maybe we're not there yet. I don't know where we are at this point. <laughs> uh, I, well, this I is, have a, this like... is Episode 11 for sure, but oh, I mean, okay. maybe that's just when he his name was introduced for the first yeah. time. Uh, Roger reads a paper at the diner, Hank and Ernie return. Norma tells Ernie that Vivian is back in Seattle. Andy, Dick, and Little Nicky <laughs> eat desserts. Andy, Dick, and Little Nicky eat desserts at the counter. Andy, Dick, uh, and Little Nicky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nicky pranks uh, both Dick and Andy. Man, the like spinning the stool and Andy sitting down is so good. Yeah. I love that shit. Uh, James tells Evelyn that he thinks he can fix the car. She tells him that 
She doesn't know where her husband is. He travels regularly. Uh, uh, James stays there uh, above the garage to fix the car, I guess, because it's... I don't even, like, know, like, what's wrong with the car. I don't even remember, but oh, apparently um, it'll take multiple days. It needs uh, it needs one uh, teenage penis to, <laughs> yeah. to fix, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ben watches an old home movie from his childhood. Uh, he, okay, Hank, Hank finds him in the office. Ben reminds Hank of his recent challenges. Hank tells Ben that he no longer owns One-Eye Jacks and that Hank no longer works for Ben. Uh, ben rants, drops furniture, and makes shadow monsters with his hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of going through it, Ben Horn. He's like crying, watching home, home movies and stuff. Dude, I watched... Uh, I've been... There's finally like some special... I'm encountering some special features on these DVDs and like... Dude, there's some crazy shit. There's some really good shit, but there's like one... My favorite thing I've seen so far is uh, an interview with uh, Richard... Uh, is it Bramer or Bramer? Bram- Bramer Bram- or something. Bramer. Yeah. Uh, Twin Peaks. Uh, 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 mm-hmm. Where he's talking mm-hmm. about like the, the, the scene where they're eating all the like baguettes. You know what oh, I'm talking right. about? Yeah, yeah. And he like... Re- he like He's explaining how like Lynch is instructing him to like take bigger and bigger bites, and at a certain point he was like, "But people can't like, he won't be able to understand me if I if I eat if I take that big of a bite and try and talk." And David Lynch is like, "I know exactly, like <laughs> that's the point." It, it yeah. was just very funny. But then he kind of like re- as he was explaining the story, he like as a prop had like a baguette. Oh, and was yeah. like shoving pieces of it into his mouth, and he was like, uh, by the end of the story, his mouth was like filled with bread. It was very funny. I'm oh, that's great! Well, but it's good. that's great. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of am bummed I don't have that collection. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about making a purchase. I don't know. I don't know. It, you know, it's it seems like a it seems like a big investment. I gotta say, it's like. I'm loving it. I'm like you're I, loving I, it. I, I, I'm really liking it. I'm really, really liking it. Uh, Cooper inspects a letter from Windmill. It's another chess move and a tape. Cooper listens to the tape and inspects a chess board. Windham says the king must die and that he will attain his goal at any cost. Mm, I love this Joker v Batman <laughs> story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dougie and his bride exchange <laughs> vows. It's fun. Um, Dwayne interrupts the ceremony to say that the bride is a gold digger. Harry pulls him out. Cooper meets Bryson at the wedding reception. Bryson says he found cocaine in Cooper's car. She says it looks like a frame, but they need some proof. Bryson says that she uh, started presenting female uh, as part of a job mm-hmm. and continued doing so because it felt right. Dwayne yeah. complains. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Dwayne complains to Pete about the wedding. Uh, Harry tells Cooper he's had to separate Dwayne from Dougie several times. Cooper dances with Audrey and Andy dances with Bryson. I like, I, I like An- Andy dancing with Denise. That's, yeah, that's me too. Great. Uh, Josie, who, you know, was recently on a vacation far away, tries to convince Catherine of her goodwill. Catherine tells Josie to work as her maid. I hate this. I hate this whole moment. I forgot about this shit. Like yeah. when like Josie becomes like basically Catherine's slave. It's like really gross and weird. Yeah, it's really racist. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like also like at this point we only have two people of color on the show and one of them just showed up in this episode. So <laughs> uh it's strange. Yeah. Packard enters and reveal Oh yeah, okay. Packard enters and reveals that he and Catherine are using Josie as bait for Eckert. That's, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Good awesome. stuff. Very Good awesome. Stuff. So uh, so Andrew was her old husband, right? Alive. Or is it Thomas was the... Yes, who everyone thinks is dead. Ah. Uh, apparently not. All right, pal. Well, on to season two, episode 12, or uh, 19, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Overall, which is the Black Widow. I'm going to go ahead and take over for you. I'm tagging in. Thank you, sir. 
Bobby enters Ben's office to find the furniture stacked in a bizarre pile as Ben sits in a corner. Bobby asks for a job and Ben tells him to follow and photograph Hank Jennings. Lana Milford runs in, runs shrieking down the hallway. So that's the new bride of the uh, mayor's brother. At the station house, Cooper meets with Irene Littlehorse, a realtor. I like I like this character of Irene Littlehorse. <laughs> sure, it's okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She just like shows up out of nowhere. I'm just like, ah, oh, cool. I don't know, <laughs> a realtor about uh, cottages on the lake, and he says he wants to visit Dead Dog Farm, which. I'll make a note here. The realtor explains is worse than it sounds. (laughs) (laughs) Dick visits Lucy and meets with Andy and a caseworker about Nikki. The caseworker says that Nikki has been surrounded by trouble his whole life, that he has been in several homes and that his parents died under mysterious circumstances. Harry takes Molly Shannon, by the way. Yes. Molly Shannon. Uh, Again, that's what I, when I say star studded cameos, I, I mean it. We we we're gonna get quite a few different oh, yeah. uh, big name actors who oh, were, yeah. I guess, average at the time, but would become sure. bigger A listers as time would go on. Dougie is dead. Hayward says it looks like a heart attack. Milford is surrounded by books on sexual performance and a box of toys, and Dwayne enters and weeps. He scolds Lana mm. on his way out, and Lana tells Hawk about her history with men having tragic accidents when she was intimate with them. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Very curious. The wrestling coach delivers a rallying speech to his wrestling team about accepting different players and introduces Nadine. She and Mike Nelson fight and she begin, she begs him to go out with her. Mike complains to Donna about Nadine and her crush on him. Yeah. So Nadine is, uh, there's like a weird turn here where like Mike like calls her stupid or something. And she's Mm. like, what'd you say? Mike?" she like, she like turns real, like, (laughs) yeah. Real like like evil. Like time to time to die. Mike. Yeah. I also love that. They're trying to find something for Mike to do in this show. Yeah. And he has to just, because he's such a nothing character, he just gets stuck with the Nadine premise, which is like, Mm Worst case scenario, if you're working on Twin Peaks, like of all the storylines you'd want to be a part of, I'd take like Hank and Norma's story over fucking Nadine. All right, so Cooper, no, back up, (laughs) Malcolm, (laughs) everyone's favorite Twin Peaks character, Malcolm, introduces himself to James as Evelyn's brother, saying that he works for her and her husband. He says that Jeffrey beats Evelyn once every week or two, and no one can stop him. Yeah, yeah. As soon as like I was reading this little bit of the plot along with you, and the whole time I was trying to remember who the fuck is Malcolm and who is Evelyn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's, I it's the weird James plot. That's going yeah. On. Yeah. Malcolm is a real like deep cut Twin Peaks character. I feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you hey, if you're a Malcolm head, reach out to us on Twitter. Okay. Let us know what it is about Malcolm you love so much. How long you've been a fan of Malcolm? Yeah. And also what your problem is. Yeah. And also what the hell's <laughs> wrong with you? Cooper and Irene visit the lake house, and she shares a legend that the best people and the worst people are drawn to a dead dog because they can feel its pain. Mm. She says no one has looked at the property (laughs) in the last year, but Cooper finds tracks from three vehicles. The door is open. Cooper believes there has been a meeting there in the past few hours. There's a baby laxative in the sink and cocaine on a chair. Cooper says they will notify the sheriff. Yeah. What, yeah, you know there's something wrong when there's a baby laxative in the sink. Right, yeah, and no baby around. <laughs> right, and, or shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, what's going on here? I need either a baby or some shit to verify why this laxative's here. You know, Jeremy, this is, uh, this is disgusting, but have you, ever, have you ever taken a laxative before? I don't think so. Maybe I, maybe I have though. I, I can't remember the last time I was severely constipated, but it was probably the last time I was in Wisconsin. If you know what I mean. All that cheese. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You were in. What about you? When, what about you? You've been, you been to Wisconsin? <laughs> I have been to Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah. There is a lot of cheese up there. For sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I have. Uh, I think I told my Africa story on here at one point. Um, I also 
It seems every time I travel internationally, I can't mm-hmm. it it I like can't shit. That's right. Reason. Oh yeah, I forgot. That was back. That's a deep cut. Stan and David oh, yeah. wedding dates story. Oh, that's like a chatting about Chucky story. Chatting about Chucky uh, days, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. And uh, no, in Canada though, I went to Canada one time for a week with my friends. Uh, it, it couldn't, it, I couldn't go, Jeremy. I just, it didn't happen the whole time I was in Canada. And wow. uh, I bought a laxative uh, the day I got home, the night I got home. And it's one of those... I don't know if they're all like this, but most of them, I think you like take it and then like you wait 12 hours. Mm. So like normally you take it like at night, right? And then right. The, the idea is you wake up with just explosive diarrhea. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that particular time, it's like disgusting, but it's also like the most liberating feeling imaginable. Uh. Just having like this literal like weight inside of your body, just like drop out shooting out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's i love gross. that it's gross but it but is it, like I, weirdly I w- one of the best feelings in the world i gotta tell you i'm surprised if, when if you were in canada why did you buy a laxative and not just buy some poutine <laughs> oh baby because that would have you made know, you go poo poo i didn't have poutine when i went i've never actually had canadian poutine i've had poutine but only in the states yeah anyway I've had nachos. Uh, That's like Spanish poutine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I've had so, onion rings. <laughs> so Dick sits on, on the road reading directions for changing a flat tire as Nikki plays with the controls. The car falls off the jack and Nikki runs to hug Dick and asks him not to die. I uh, hate Dick and I hate this kid. How are you feeling? <laughs> I hate Dick. Uh, also hate the kid, but I will give him like a little bonus points for being called little Nikki. Yeah, that and is cool. And also for fucking with Dick. Yeah. I don't like that they're dressed alike. I don't know whose choice that was, but <laughs> that sucks. It's a uh, it's weird vibes. Okay, so yeah. Harry introduces Cooper to Colonel Riley, who is heading the investigation into Major Briggs' disappearance. Cooper says that he heard an owl before Briggs disappeared, and Riley explains that the message for Cooper that Briggs delivered originated in nearby woods, not mm. in deep space. He is not sure where the message was sent and says that Briggs' disappearance has major implications for national security. Hmm. I like I like all this stuff. I think I think I'm a fan of it, Eric. What are you are you a fan of all this like sci-fi nonsense? Yeah. 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 The Briggs the Briggs storyline really like is keeping things together for me. That's for really sure. like what I'm what I'm coming back for, I think at this point. Yeah. Uh, and and actually, all the mystery like, around Cooper too. Like who, yeah. who is calling out for Cooper and why? Who is Windemerl? Yeah. Yeah. Uh where's yeah. Denise? Where is Denise? <laughs> uh will James ever fix that damn car? Is what, <laughs> what I'm waiting for. Is it? James starts the Jaguar's engine and Evelyn gets in the car with him. James asks if she's afraid of her husband and kisses her. Jeffrey arrives home. <laughs> Always a good, that's a good line. That's like a good, if you want to kiss a woman, you, you first ask if she's afraid of her husband. Yeah. That is and a, then, that is a then, trope in a lot of television and film where like in moments of extreme duress, like people are stressed or afraid or, or in, in pain they end up ha- hooking up with each other. Why is that, Eric? Yeah. I, in real life, after you know someone's dad dies, you don't immediately just start banging, you know? <laughs> right. No, I don't. I I have no idea. Um. <laughs> yeah. I. You know, I watched the movie Annihilation last night. Very it's good, good movie. movie. This I is a this it. is a Jeremy recommendation. Actually, enjoyed yeah. it. Jennifer Jason Lee, but is really good in it. But there's there is like a moment that's just like that uh, between these two characters where they like hook up and then afterwards uh, they just like hate each other. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I it's think it's really so. bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's a really good movie. Talk about a movie that's like um, a really fun sci-fi film with a lot of like sort of avant-garde, weird Terrence Malick tone poem parts. Like when oh, that yeah. when that woman just becomes a tree, <laughs> very trippy. Yeah, very it's, trippy. It's, yeah. it's wild. At the hotel, Aubrey teases Bobby about his new job and suggests they do business together and enters her secret hallway. Ben sets up a model of Gettysburg and is pleased with Bobby's compromising pictures of Hank. 
Pete and Catherine mm-hmm. pop a bottle of champagne, and Pete mm-hmm. quotes a poem. I really like this scene because I like Pete in it. He's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Catherine instructs Josie on her duties as their maid. I didn't love this storyline. This was pretty bizarre. She like she no. like makes and manipulates Josie into being her maid, right? Yes, and makes her wear like a little hat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a little, like, yeah, not great. Maid hat. <laughs> yeah. Cooper has his chess response to Earl printed in the personal column of the paper. Earl responded a day before the paper went out, anticipating Cooper's move. Audrey visits him in his room with Bobby's envelope, and Denise enters. Audrey kisses Cooper on her way out. Cooper shows Denise the photograph of Jean, Hank, Ernie, and King. Cooper gives Denise a sample of the cocaine he found in Dead Dog Farm. Yeah, I like uh, I like Audrey. I at first at first it was there was like a moment where I think uh, we're kind of supposed to think that Audrey thinks that Cooper and Denise are like hooking up or something. Right. I don't know if you got that kind of vibe, but yes. then there was like a really great moment where which which actually like I thought was like a really good sort of like character development like choice for audrey when she was like surprised to hear that there are women agents uh which is kind of like we just saw her kind of like go through this whole process of like doing her own little espionage work to to like impress cooper or whatever and now she learns that like hmm maybe that that's like a thing that she could you know do as a job it was kind of it was kind of sweet i like that moment yeah that's it's it's definitely cool for sure it's yeah. uh it's a good moment, a good Audrey moment for sure. And uh, you know, it, 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 her and Cooper's budding romance, it can't be stopped. You know, the law can't stop it. Uh ethics can't stop it. No. <laughs> I I also I will say it uh, you know, Denise's uh comment about like how old is that girl or something. It kind of right. sucks yeah. the uh Sweet Air out of the, of it, yeah. <laughs> At the double R diner, Big Ed tells Norma he feels like life happened in spite of his plans and does not like the way it turned out. Hank sees them holding hands. You know, I retweeted this. Uh, I retweeted this on our account. You can find it. I, I'll find it in a second. The so the restaurant that actually is the double R, the Tweed, Tweeds Cafe. Uh, you know, all the restaurants out there are like doing pretty bad right now. They're selling like a bunch of really cool like Twin Peaks merch and stuff. Oh, great! Yeah. To try and like keep keep business going. I was actually gonna e- message them to see because I've heard that they that they will ship people pies. Oh, I was that's actually great. gonna see about um getting a pie over here, but yeah. uh, yeah, look them up. Their uh their name on Twitter is just the. Double R Diner. They have some cool shit. They have some like T-shirts and uh, mugs and stuff. That was one where I was like, "Oh fuck, man!" That like makes me feel bad that that business is doing bad. Yeah, that sucks, dude. We should we should support them, and everyone listening to the show should go out and support the Double R Diner. Come on, buy oh, a yeah. T-shirt, buy a pie, eat that pie, get it on your T-shirt. Yeah, you know, tell American rest. Jeremy sent you, and they'll say who, and you can. <laughs> Send them the link to the SoundCloud. Yeah, send them the link to our Patreon. <laughs> uh, Dick returns to the station house and tells Andy that he thinks Nikki is the devil. <laughs> Harry meets with Dwayne, and Hayward tells Dwayne that Dougie died of natural causes. No foul play. However, Dwayne says that he wants to press charges and that Lana killed Dougie with sex. <laughs> Dwayne insists that she will not get any of Dougie's money. Hawk tries to comfort comfort Lana, and the men gather around to admire her and recite a line from Romeo and Juliet. Lucy answers the phone for Andy, but he does not respond because he, like the other men present at the station, are transfixed by Lana, who tells them titillating stories and drinks milk. I thought this scene was fucking bizarre. What did you think? (laughs) Also think it's very bizarre. I will say, like, it's, it's just so cartoonish the way they all just, like, are are just like entranced by this Lana girl. Yes. Also, they live in a town like filled with beautiful women where like Lana is like she's like she's pretty and stuff, but it's like I don't know, it's it just seems like weird. That, it's all relative. All so, yeah. Yeah, obsessed with this Lana. Also, she is like a teenager, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Eric, have you ever been so 
in love with a girl that you acted this way? No. <laughs> not really. I've like done like stupid things, but no, they're like literally like being hypnotized by her. It's mm-hmm. it's very cartoonish. Like the way that Andy is like pouring her a glass of milk is mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. I don't know. Milk is also such a it's it's an oddly uh, erotic drink. I don't know why, but uh, yeah. it is. Um milk. Hmm. <laughs> Ernie eats wings at the diner. Denise joins him and shows him the photos along with her DEA badge. Ernie delivers a confession to Cooper and Denise, pleading his love for his wife. Uh, James lies awake listening to Jeffrey, shouting and glass crashing. Malcolm tells him they have been living like that for years, for four years, and that one day he will kill Jeffrey. Betty Briggs sits alone in the dark waiting for Bobby. The room is lit by a large white ceramic owl lamp. An intermittent lightning strikes. Bobby reassures her that the Major will return. Bobby tells Betty about the Major's dream, and Briggs returns after being missing for two days wearing an aviator cap and asks for a strong cocktail. Yep. The end! Woo! We are off to, we're off to the races. Now, I don't know if it's a race that I necessarily paid tickets for, but it's a race nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. How are you feeling at it this point, Eric? You know, it's. Uh, I think I mentioned this earlier, but uh, you know, I'm still enjoying these episodes. I think going in like with your expectations a little lower, knowing what to expect, really helps in this situation. Right. Uh, I do. I will say, I did. I don't remember a lot of like the Briggs, like some of these storylines. So I'm interested to to get back to that. And also, uh, I I do think that like the finale of this season is very good. So I'm yeah. excited we're kind of building up to that. But Jeremy, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Honestly, I'm excited to get to that ending and I'm excited to kind of move on for a stretch. But, you know, every episode that we do of this, we get closer to doing an episode of The Return. And that's what I'm here for. The exactly. The Return. Yeah. All right. Well, that yeah. was... Uh, <laughs> that was a two-day two day long ordeal. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, you know, I if, wonder you, if, if you anyone... have the meat noticed i wonder if it was noticeable yeah well i guess we'll find out in the edit if it was noticeable and if you don't know what we're talking about good (laughs) yeah um yeah so i mean at this point i think our patreon is up for for free for uh, the month of april so you know get get smoke them while you got them um i'm trying to i'm figuring it out i don't know if i can like fully make a patreon free but what i can do for current uh subscribers and Please correct me if this is wrong, if anyone knows a way to make it completely free. But what I can do is I can pause uh, 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 the payments mm-hmm. for April. And, you know, depending on how long this stuff is going on for, maybe we'll do another month. Um, and so none of you will be charged uh, if you're currently subscribing for for April. And I think I can make the tier to access our bonus episodes like one cent Mm -hmm. and then like turn off the payments at that point. So it would be, if anyone wants to jump in, it will be like one cent. Hopefully I'll have that figured out by the time this episode comes out. Um, But yeah. Great. How does that sound? That sounds great to me. Eric, why don't you sound us off, my my dude? Norma, I'll see you in my dreams. (laughs) 